In Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus, some friends encounter Jesus, and as he speaks, they find their hearts burning within them. In this On The Road series, we hear from friends about their current walk with Jesus and what he's speaking to them about now that's burning within their hearts. Join us on the journey. Hey, welcome to another episode of On The Road. I'm, I've got Dan with me this morning. I was just saying to Dan, one of my favourite things is on the way back from school, dropping off my kids or, or whenever I'm just coming back into the house, I get to think about who I'm going to spend time with today. And um, Dan and I have got to do church together um, in London where we've been there. But the, the thing that came instantly to mind, and Dan, it's, it genuinely, you'll know my heart, it's a, it's, a, it's a kind metaphor I'm using. But basically, if I have a cut and I put rubbing alcohol on it or something just to cleanse it, like I know it's going to sting a little bit, but I know it's good for me. Um, and I get that with you when you talk about God, because it's there's a raw unfilteredness to, to the way that you share your passion for God that sometimes might sting. I'm like, oh man, I needed to hear that, but I know it's really good for me. So if you don't know Dan, mm. um, then um, then it's great that you get to spend a bit of time with him and just now listening to what he's um, got to share with us. So as we said, the On The Road series, the whole idea behind it is these guys are walking on the road to Emmaus, Jesus is with them, and, and they suddenly find their hearts burning within them as they hear what God's saying. And so what I want to do, Jan, is just, I suppose, start off, like, um, obviously, in your walk with God just now, is there is there certain stuff that you feel God's speaking to you about? Is there just even stuff that you're reading in the Word or, or something that's happening in your life that you just feel your heart burning with what God's um, doing? Mm. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, at the moment, um, just some of the role I'm doing with the church I'm at and some of my job, I think the big thing God's just speaking to me is just back to basics. Um, mm. I think there's... Uh, I think it's very easy to fall in the trap of leaning on your own strength. Mm. Um, particularly, I think, when it comes to when you've been leading in churches or leading in areas church for a while, I think you can fall on um, like techniques or, or mm. kind of strategies. Most of the formula that, that works. Yeah, yeah, formula that works and things like that. And I think you, it's, and, and it was good because God spoke into it and said, mm. do it. But then it becomes the model, doesn't it? And it comes mm. to the thing you want to do. And actually, I think what God's teaching me a lot about at the moment is um, just back to basics, like lean on him, not on formulas or strategies or other things. Like, well, Sam, what do you what do you want me to, because you're at the moment, what do you want me to lead them into? And he just mm. said, well, love prayer, mm. love my word, and love my Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, and that's all under the heading of just love Jesus. Mm. Mm. Um and so I think just more and more, and this is always what I've kind of lived with, but I suppose God's just, again, sometimes just needs to pull you back. And yeah. it, I suppose it's pulling back to your first love, like just um, Jesus is Lord and just get people excited about that. And and mm. that's got to start then with you being really excited about Jesus, mm. being excited about his word, being excited about spending time with him in prayer. And mm. so just, I suppose, feeling really challenged about what's pulling me away from that, what distractions yeah, yeah. are there that don't need to be there, what kind of stuff. So I suppose yeah. that's where I'm living. And just that's on right. that journey then, yeah. God's spoken to me loads through his word and, and yeah. just getting excited about different passages, old passages that I've mm. read many oh, years okay, and lovely. then coming back again afresh, like new, talking to me, yeah. new things through it. And, the, yeah. the problem is every question I ask you now is going to start to just naturally shape a formula <laughs> that people go, oh, Greg, I can, yeah, I can, I can yeah. but, but yeah. there's truth in that. Like the, the way that God will have done that with you will help other people mm. because like that, I suppose that's the, there's, there's no easy answer to this, but you're saying that that's something that you feel God's drawn you back and saying, I want you to 
love my word, love prayer, kind of, you know, basically love me. Um, mm. And it's easy for someone to have that, say, right, okay, I'm going to go into a season now where I'm really going to be intentional about reading the word and stuff. But then it kind of just sort of dribbles and kind of falters down. Yeah. Have you, how, like, I mean, obviously for you, it's been stirred by a moment of God. So obviously, kind of the Holy Spirit's there in that moment. But mm. how have you kind of gone about that? Or where you felt that bubbling, how have you kind of, you know, shared that passion with people to kind of walk that journey with you? Yeah, I think I think it's just so I I went for a season of so I've always for a long for many years preached like it's one of the main ways of kind of teach people things that I went for a little um, couple of years was chain church stuff where two years mm. I wasn't preaching at all um, which actually was quite healthy for me mm. it wasn't like a decision thing and there was a yeah. bit of like I love preaching well, there was a bit yeah. of like I wanted to, but actually I think that just gave me a season to um not just reading the word to teach people but yeah. to, to absorb and learn from it yeah. and so i wasn't there wasn't i'm quite goal orientated like i like having a target or something mm. so often if i've got a sermon coming up that'll be a really fruitful time in the word because yeah. i'm in it to teach it and and yeah. i learn by doing in a way yeah. but actually there was quite a good two years where i had to where it wasn't a goal mm. Yeah. And so there wasn't like a reason to read the Bible in the sense that I'd yeah, like yeah. to go no, with it. Comes, it comes a very focused path when you oh, have yeah. a sermon coming up, even if it's exactly. a few weeks away, yeah, your brain yeah. just, yeah. And you're, you're reading it in a different way because I'm yeah. not reading it necessarily. I'm feeling challenged as, I always feel challenged as I teach. So, you know, I, I try and I always want to preach of integrity and I'm like, integrity is a big high thing of mine. So it's, mm. you know, I'm always, and I try and be open where I'm not perfect. Um, mm. But there was something about that two years of just having to, not having to, but like, but like, reading almost as a discipline. Back to being just a discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like going to the gym, you know. Yeah. I, I keep, I keep uh, my job. I have to be very. I have to be physically fit. Like it, yeah. it's part of my work that you have to be. So you have a goal when you're going gym. Yeah. But sometimes, so then when I'm going to be on holiday or something like that, it's easy to let that slack off. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. actually, there's benefit to just keeping fit and keeping yeah, healthy. Yeah. So Paul says to Timothy, isn't it? There's some benefit to that physical fitness. Mm. But there's much more benefit to knowing the scriptures and knowing the word of God. And I think it's similar. We can, in and out of season, we want to be exercising our spiritual muscles mm. and keeping fit. And I think reading the word, spending time with God in prayer and prayerfully reading the word, Lord, mm. teach me from this. You're exercising that spiritual muscle in and out of season. Mm. And just, I just find you're then sharper. You're you're mm. sharpening your weapons, and this this is the big. It was just a good two years. I just felt sharpened. Mm. I felt I learned more. I was I was <clears throat> I was only being challenged by the Bible, rather yeah. than thinking how am I also going to challenge others. Yeah. It was yeah. only challenging me. Yeah. And then, funny enough, God just took me. It was a different season where there actually were people I ended up teaching, but it was in a yeah, very different context, different. Mm. very different discipleship, very different kinds of people. It weren't church people. Mm. Um, and it was all from the stuff I was just reading, rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. It was, there was a timeliness to it that God yeah, had created. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. yeah. I, I remember I remember a similar thing very, very briefly where I would I would find myself reading the Bible and be like, oh, like I would just feel something stirred in me. And I would instantly start thinking about how I'm going to package that for a sermon. And like, yeah. you know, like just, <laughs> just that naturally, like so I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, no, God, you might you're speaking just to, to me about that. Um, which is um, which is good now because the, the interesting thing you're talking about there is you're saying right okay there's a, a discipline intentionality to sitting down and reading 
the Bible that you're doing. So how how did you in that two-year season, was that trying, you know, like just get through every book of the Bible? Was there certain stuff that you felt God speak about? Did you just spend time praying with God in the morning and see what he took you? Kind of how did you yeah. how did you dig in there? Yeah, I think it was a mix of stuff. I had the Bible reading plan I was going through. There's um, okay. there's an app called Read Scripture, which is done by the Bible Project. So I've mm. done different like Bible in the Year stuff. Um, like Nicky Gumbel's one's good. Uh, yeah. Bible in the Year gives you extra bits. This one, I just like the way they laid it out. It was just yeah. a different kind of layout, it was, and it was all chronological. Um, but just uh, just chucked in Psalms loads. But they chuck in their little videos as well. Uh, you know, that like nice. Bible Project yeah. do little videos so at the start of each bit or in the middle as it gives that particularly where it's helpful is when it's talking about a whole section so it's looking mm. at the kind of where the trinity could be looked at within it or god's holiness it mm. in it. and um, i'm such a visual learner and mm. and it can seem like i don't know because it it can seem childish but they're not made for children yeah, no, they're, they're made to be accessible they're made to be accessible and yeah. i think even you know is stuff i've known before but it was it was just help it was just i just like the way to put it out. i haven't seen all mm. their videos it was just mm. and it, at the start of when you're going to read a book i just found it watching that giving you some context again it's a different way so that i found out for us i was mm. um i was having to commute to east london um and then when i started my training in this job again it's in the commute. so i had loads of time on the train which is when mm. it was helpful to sit and read that and then I've got an ESV study Bible, um, mm. which has always been my like preach. That's the Bible I studied for a preach with, if mm. that makes sense. And I'll, I was just picking a book that I was just going to go slowly through. Um, mm. So I did Genesis and I did mm. Romans. And that was more just what book do I feel I just want to slowly go through and just mm. learn and absorb from and kind of write notes on. So that was doing mm. outside of the kind of commute, like yeah. daily bit. That was just a bit of a slower bit. So just taking a chapter, yeah. spending a bit longer digesting it. Yeah, and no kind rush. Of down. Yeah. yeah. And that was really good. And I found that that was, I had some weird conversations about Jesus. Um, just the job, I was, I was working in East London landscaping and it was a Christian charity. Um, that's a landscape garden who's building stuff. It was a Christian charity and we'd take on yeah. guys out of, who would come out of, um, mostly Christmas kind of out of prison, helping them get yeah. back into work. Um, and there's some of them, and we were openly Christian with it, like that's what it was. And there's some of them I got to work with who who just come with some kind of left build ideas and kind of different bits, especially about Jesus. And just because I'd been reading these books quite deeply, mm. I was just able to go with them quite deeply into scripture, which isn't normally the way you'd think to advance yeah. that, but like picking Genesis and yeah. um I let go on one guy to Jesus through Nephilim. If we're talking about the Nephilim and Genesis and different bits. <laughs> Because of just where he was coming from at certain yeah. angles, I was able to go. Do you know that's not so far fetched? Like and kind of yeah. talk to him pretty. And it was, you know, and it wasn't. Again, I wasn't reading it for that purpose. Well, I wasn't yeah. reading it and thinking, "How do I do a sermon?" But because I was just again, just mm. falling in love with studying scripture mm. and just absorbing the knowledge from it, mm. and God challenging me personally, teach me. Mm. It just then overflowed, I suppose, into areas mm. where God was giving me opportunities. So, mm. kind of that's um that's it's interesting because the the thing that you've the thing that you're doing when you're prepping for a sermon is you're studying like you know like there's a real yeah. like it's study as opposed to just i'm kind of reading the word what you're talking about there is like an intentionality yeah. i'm going to try and work through the bible i'm going to study this thing i'm going to not i'm not going to rush i'm just going to kind of take my my time in it as well it's beautiful but i i love as well that so uh he, here's one of the things that i i 
you might not even be able to answer, but you're like naturally like an evangelist. And so that's one of the things like, you know, like I, I could almost guarantee that if I put you in a train or in a room or whatever, there's a good chance that of some of the people I know, you're one that's likely to get to God with someone quite quickly. Mm. Um, and some of that is just kind of who you are. Um, but I also know that I, or I I was praying with some friends the other day and feeling like we're coming into a season where part of what um, the church is always meant to be is about the equipping of all saints um, and rather than being like, you know, someone's an apostle or someone's like actually the, the kind of the apest gifts are supposed to sit across. Mm. You know, we all have some element of those giftings in it. And so even if it's just the Holy Spirit's going to move through you sharing stuff, but I, I, I kind of want to understand some of the, how do you do that walk with God with somebody and when something comes up and you just feel in your spirit, like how do you kind of feel, do you just seize every opportunity or are you, is it more like you feel God prompting you to say something or share something? Can I just, and again, it might just be that the Holy Spirit imparts something to those of us listening as you share it because it's yeah. something your gift is, but. Yeah, I think it's interesting, isn't it? I, like, I'm a proper extrovert. Like I love talking to people um, mm. and I enjoy conversations. And I think you talk about what you're passionate about often, isn't it? Like, so if mm. I'm drawing an introvert, trying to draw them out into a conversation or someone who's a bit less, doesn't find conversations as easy you try and find what they're passionate about mm. and you'll get them talking um mm. and i think so i think some of it i so, so i'll share a few little things in this because uh, like talking to people through evangelism even just sharing my own personal mm. thing in it the highs and lows of it i think sometimes is helpful but i think some of it is like are you passionate about jesus um mm. because like i found people who it's like it's like getting blood out of a stone to get them to talk mm. about their journey and their walk with God. Mm. Um, and I'm like, is, is Jesus just to tack onto your life? Like, is it something mm. you've always done a bit of religion? I'm not saying they're not a Christian. No, no, no. But, but, but certainly Jesus ain't front and center. Cause I could get them talking about a game or I could get them talking yeah. about a restaurant, a film or whatever. Yeah, something, yeah. Something. And you just have flow, flow. We could get some proper conversation going, yeah. but getting talking about Jesus, there's not a lot there. And again, I think that's how, you spend your life on the things you're passionate about. You spend time and you, you expand your knowledge and things like that. And I think where people, Jesus just doesn't consume a lot of people's lives, where they are studying the word, where they are getting, and I get it can feel like a chore, like it does. I have times where I'm just loving reading the Bible and I find it so easy to spend time on it. I find times where I've got to push through. Mm. Um, but all of it increases my passion and my knowledge and my excitement because I'm constantly learning new things. Mm. And so you've got to push through on it. And so I think then, so, you know, when I got, I'm a kind of all in kind of guy as well. There is that, but like, I don't tend to do things by halves. So once Jesus, when I come a Christian, like say when I was about 21, when I, you know, an up and down journey with Jesus through teenage years, like a mm. Christian family, but didn't want to follow Jesus and mm. made a whole load of mess of stuff. Once I was in, so say when I was mm. about 21, 22, and I'm like, oh, do you know, I think Jesus is who he says he is and he's Lord. Mm. There kind of wasn't, what do you do with that? Like yeah. if he's if he is Lord and you genuinely believe Jesus is, Lord, he is, is or isn't. <laughs> he's a risen God, he's Lord, he's returning again, and mm. he's his just main command to us as he left is go and make disciples of all nations. What do you do with that? Mm. Like what like do you do you just crack on then and life mm. continues as normal, or does that change everything? And so I think to start with, I was too much, really. Like I would <laughs> I would find any opportunity to chuck him in. Where it really is Bible bashing. And I also didn't know a lot. I'm yeah. running way before I'm walking. And I think that's fine. God do work yeah. with everything, yeah? But what I have learned as I've grown up a little bit is try and see where God's moving a little bit. Like, don't mm -hmm. just 
don't just go bashing in with a Bible. Um, because while you're casting a wide net, um, you alienate a lot of your friends quickly. Mm. Um, it's just what I found. Yeah. People get sick of it. But that doesn't mean don't be afraid to shave. So more what I've found is live a consistent life with Jesus. Mm. Yeah. So particularly, and this has helped me in the workplaces, you know, I've, um, for a little bit, I worked for a church. So you're very, involved, mm. but most of the jobs I've had have been in trades or kind of mm. obviously outside of the church. Um, yeah. And it's trying to think, add, how's your life, the way you speak, your language, mm. the jokes you participate in, don't participate in, your generosity, just your way of being, your work ethic, things like that. How do you reflect something of Christ? And then be openly a Christian. Like in mm. my environment now, it's not easy to just, none of them want to know about Jesus. It's not mm. like the invitation to just share it in, but I'm very openly a Christian. Like they'll mm. know that I'm going, if I'm coming off a night shift, I'll say I'm on, say, a, I've worked Saturday night into Sunday morning. Mm. They'll know I'm going straight off to church, off the back mm. of the night shift. Every night shift I'll go. Um, or if it's a Sunday that I'm not working, they'll know I'll be at church. They'll say, would you get up on the weekend? Some church mm. is what I talk about as part of my mm. weekend. Um, mm. Just very openly about, and they know that. Mm. Um, and so there's, so one, I'm I'm an open book. Like, like mm. Christianity is who I am. I'm a follower of Jesus, mm. and and my church family is part of my family. Mm. So therefore, if I'm going to talk about what I'm passionate about and what I'm up to, I'll, I'll be open about that. Mm. But then that does make you exposed. You're now the Christian guy in the workplace. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're they're looking for Christ in you or not in you. They love yeah. they, they love a they love a everyone loves drama guy. and they love yeah. a hypocritical religious guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you have to bear that in mind. There is that try and live because and I'm not perfect to that. Yeah, mm. it is you know moments of tension, swear words will slip out and like other mm. bits and and but I'm mindful and I'm and I'm and I'm constantly working with Jesus. Keeps shaping me to be more mm. like you. Mm. Um, and then I think the other thing and this is this is a scary prayer to pray but i used to pray lord give me opportunity to share your mm. something of you today like is it does it is it part of your prayer life to mm. say lord use me today let me say i used to when i walked to work and it's something i've been trying to get back into the habit again i used to pray for ephesians 6 um like armor of god every morning when mm. um, particularly as an office job i did for a little while um it's like a sales job i had yeah. um, but it was it was and i was young and it was a young environment and a real kind of party environment it was a good like mm. everything was good but i was just so mindful that it was just mm-hmm. i'm going to war really i'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to spiritual war and there's going to be so much things to try and tempt me pull me away make me mm-hmm. holy and i and i love these guys and want them to know jesus and i used to deliberately sit on my lunch breaks i'd sit at my desk and read my bible it's what mm-hmm. you do for my lunch breaks. it's just a way i'd one it was, it was a good opportunity for good me for to you read and yeah. learn more but it just again it was just uh I think I used to have so many amazing conversations because I don't, I think people would say I don't sound or look like what they expected a Christian to. <laughs> and, and then when they saw me read the Bible, they'd come and go, oh, so you're a proper Christian. Yeah, yeah. Christian. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew people who yeah. went to church. Or you go to church because that's what you do, yeah. But I'm reading the Bible in my own time and in my lunch yeah. break. This is what yeah. I'm doing for fun. Yeah. And it was, and it just sparked some phenomenal conversations. Mm. Um, and, and again, it made me very exposed, but by praying just through Ephesians 6 in the morning, mm. Lord, so I'd go through each element of the armor, Lord, protect me, and then it ends with the sword of the spirit. And it's and with that, I would say, but let me let me not be defensive in there, let me be on the attack, mm. Lord. I want to give me an opportunity to share something of your word today, to share something of your glory, mm. 
to, to say something about you. And every single time I prayed that, I would get some opportunity to share mm. something of Jesus, mm. whether it was a proper deep conversation where it went deeper mm. or it was just how's your weekend? I went to church this Sunday. You go to church? A little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. A bit of my testimony. Yeah. And man, I had some amazing opportunities. I even got to go and have a beer with the, C, with the CEO yeah. and tell him about why I was leaving to go work for a church and just share mm. my testimony and my whole, but mm. like God, God gave me opportunities there because I was mm. praying. I've had mad opportunities in the street. Again, when I've just been, Lord, give me an opportunity to share your, something of you today or, or just, and I think because I'm praying that my eyes are open for yeah. prompts from the Lord. And yeah. you just, it's like, you just see someone and there'll be a little nudge to do something. Um, yeah. Like there's this one geezer once, this was, I think we'd just been let out of lockdown a little bit or, mm. or some kind of release. And we, so I was walking with the boys. I was taking them to the park. My boys were at that point like three and one or mm. Lige might not have even been one yet. So young, Lige in a push chair, Joe's mm. on the shoulders. And we're coming back from the park and I just see this geezer who was just looking at a map. Um, and so I could tell you look lost. Um, mm. And I just felt the Lord say, go and just see if he needs a bit of help. I just felt a little prompt, just helping. Yeah, yeah just a tiny uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I just said to him, um, anyway, long story short, kind of, he was in totally the wrong place, helped him kind of point in the right direction. But I felt the Lord say, do more. He was trying to get a job. He needed to get a job sent. He was way in the wrong place. I felt the Lord say, just pay some money, put it on his Oyster mm. cards, help him mm. out. And he didn't even want to do that. He wanted to go home. And in the end, the only help he wanted from me was just buy him some milk. He didn't even have money for milk to have a cup of tea. Mm. Um, but this whole thing ended up with he was seeking the Lord mm. um, because of just all this trauma that was going on at home. His wife was dying mm. of cancer. He's here trying to make some money. It was like some mad situation. And mm. he reached out to the Lord and said, Lord, are you even there? And mm. and we got talking and I just said, man, let me pray for you. And his whole reflection was like, you're like an angel. I didn't even think mm. Jesus listened. And that just, I didn't know that's where that was going to end. Yeah. But my desire was, Lord, just use me. Let me be yeah. prompted. There was a homeless guy once that I um, felt the Lord prompt to give some money to. Um, and I don't always give money to, you know, I just go with prompts. And I just felt a real prompting to go and help this guy. And um, uh, all I had was a tenner as well. I didn't even really want to give a tenner. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I will give you something small. I've only got, yeah. No, I was trying to negotiate <laughs> with the Lord. I haven't got change though. Maybe not. Maybe it's not the thing. And he's like, give him what you've got. Yeah. But then I tried to walk away and I just felt his prompts going, I pray with a guy, what are you doing? And mm. it was, I was totally brought back to Acts 2 mm. of, of, you know, yeah. Peter Morning, and John. Gold, I have not, I'm but what I have, gold, I give you. But what have I give to you? And I just mm. felt like with them, let me sit down and pray with these guys. And they gave me their sleeping bag to sit on. I sat on the floor with these guys, middle of the night in, uh, in this town in London. And, we, and I'm praying with these guys. And um, I invited him to church. The church was only down the road that I was at. Mm. And he started coming to Union Service and started bringing a load of his homeless mates as well. And they would mm. come and we had this real group of them that would come mm. able to minister. The church was great with them, really loved them. Mm. And and just one day, the geezer who I'd originally met, we had a chat with him. The guy who was leading it and we had a chat with this guy. And he was talking to us a bit about his faith in Jesus and kind of what he knew. He couldn't read. His, he was quite blind. He was an alcoholic. But he had this kind of seeming faith and he knew the word from when he was young and he mm. just said where do you think you're going when he died because i think we're going to heaven just possess something of his faith mm. in jesus and the gospel and then he died that night wow. and and it was like it was a cold night and he just never woke up again he's sleeping mm. on the street and it was a shame we couldn't do more for him we tried to help him more in different bits but his, his alcoholism you could just never break and that's mm. it's difficult to to help people who yeah. you know and I, and i think but 
there was something of him knowing where he's going and then he went yeah. and there was something about the people he brought along with us and i'm just sharing that stuff because this is um all i've done in those moments that ain't even me being i didn't have all these amazing passages yeah. to bring some things like that that's just me i love jesus and jesus mm-hmm. loves people and therefore i love people mm-hmm. and so lords let me just love people like you mm-hmm. do give me opportunities to just show them something of you that mm-hmm. we can um that they can be drawn closer in and mm-hmm. and you know i used to I worked in a care home for a bit with with young lads young guys and girls who were in the care system teenagers particularly generally cut grand groom very tough horrible upbringings Mm. and just the opportunities i had and they, mm. the home used to love me coming in there volunteering and taking them to church stuff mm. because they just they're not a christian thing but they just yeah. saw dan's here things are going to be better there was something of the holy spirit on me mm. that i'd come into them smashing up the walls and it'd all be calm very mm. quickly and i just knew that was the holy spirit yeah. working through me and in that it wasn't because i wasn't like a more gifted youth leader than yeah, they were yeah. this was their job and then they let me bring them to church stuff because they just mm. saw the positive impact it had on these guys. Mm. And um, even the Muslim ones, like I'd get to bring along to this thing. Um, mm. And and it was just, again, it's just this, are you willing to serve the Lord? Mm. Um, and what you invest in your quiet times will overflow to yeah. the busy times. And yeah. it just it just changes how you respond in those moments. Does that make sense? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Like I've worked for a while, but I don't know. No, 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 no. It's, it's, Dan, it's really good because, again, the, the, I think often people will exclude themselves from being able to be used by God because, and we will, in our own ways, find all the excuses. I don't know my Bible well enough or I don't know mm. this. Or I don't, you know, um, and so I, I love that the, there's a, your starting point was God's calling you to go back to basics and there's an incredible simplicity to what you're talking about. As I see someone who has a has lost, I can go and offer them direction. Yeah. I can see someone that needs, you know, like, so these are very simple things that you nobody needs to be skilled or gifted to be able to kind of necessarily, yeah. to necessarily be able to kind of go and do. And then it's that, it's that finding God in the moment there. You're saying, well, actually like the, it starts with putting the armor of God on. Like I was, um, someone I was chatting to the other day and they were saying that in their work context just now, they, they've been praying about the armour of God on the way into work and they've noticed something different on certain days and they've realised I wasn't praying that this morning. And so, you know, like they kind of, they just got to the point where they've just been regularly praying over that passage of scripture and preparing themselves for what they're going into and they've suddenly mm. noticed the days where they've forgotten to do that through business or distraction. Um, so like, like there's like all of that stuff, you know, we talk, joked earlier about, you know, formula and stuff, but those things are really simple. I'm going to have eyes open yeah. in the natural. I can, any of us can go and pray about putting the armor of God on, but we know yeah. that his word never returns void. Like, you know, we can easily go to, and, and I suppose just the point to, um, that we started the, this kind of section on was around the passion for Jesus. And so that's the thing that I have um, often challenged myself with of like, actually how, ex- like genuinely how excited by, God, am I? You know, like, because if, if I'm yeah. excited about something, you just naturally talk about it and you share it and you tell people about it and you can, you know. Um, and so I think there's something there that, again, I I, I I don't know if at all times all Christians will come away from church on a Sunday and when someone asks them about the weekend, be excited yeah. about necessarily their experience of God or churches and stuff. <laughs> And I think so. This is so you you said at the beginning. Sometimes when you chat with me, there is a sting. Sometimes yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think here's some of the sting. Yeah. And I, and I, and any time I bring a challenge, I bring it with total love. And it's because yeah. I love the church and I love God's yeah. people. But 
I think one of the things that frustrate me, one of my biggest passion, like I want to see all people grow in faith, but particularly God's given me a real calling to men, to see mm. men fired up into their purposes with God. And one of the biggest things that frustrates me is when I see men lackluster in church, I see the mm. women leading us mm. in what, what, what passionate worship looks like and things like that. And that's yeah, no, yeah. Th- like, that's great. Good for no, no, women, yeah, but so, like yeah. men... Yeah. Why? Why are the women yeah. doing it? And, and it's, and it's, it's not. I know. Just to, I know your heart. It's not that men should lead that, or we need to be. It's no, no, just no. basically yeah. it's the comparison between yeah, where exactly. the men. Yeah. And 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 when I hear, oh yeah, but but men like aren't as open with that with a bit more reserve. I'm like, have you ever been to a football or rugby game? Yeah, <laughs> because that's worship. Yeah. yeah, when you, the yeah. hands are in the air, the songs yeah. are singing. They don't yeah. care what they look like. Their bellies are out. There's yeah. this. There's this, like, just some of it's alcohol, don't get me wrong, but mm. I've done that football game sober as anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with, with mates. Like, there is, there is something that we have a spirit of worship, mm. and it's, it's like a battle cry, it's a war cry. There's something in us, but for some reason, something's disconnected mm. with the victory that Jesus has won for us being lesser than the victory mm. our football team may or may not win this week. Yeah, and, and I just think, do you know what Jesus has done for you? Do mm. you know that you're destined for separation from God for all eternity? That is you on your own, who you are. There is no way you can be good enough. You cannot win something back. Jesus paid the ultimate price. Literally, God humbled himself to be a man, to be a baby, to be like to, to live amongst us, to be spat at, to be mocked, to be ignored, to be abused, to be hung on a cross and murdered and killed. Because he loves you, mm. because he wants you there to be awake. Literally, so all he asks of you is to put faith in him and follow him with all your heart. And then that's it. Like mm. all your mess, all the things you've done wrong, all the kind of stuff that once separated from you is no longer separate. We're no longer just destined to life separated from God, to a life of hell. We are, we are now predestined to be with him for all eternity, literally, to be able to be in his presence. And have He's won this amazing victory. And and literally, he calls us to arms. It's the greatest battle you can ever be called to fight. <laughs> yeah. Like I see people who get geared up for these different fights and these different battles. You're being called to fight for the kingdom of God. Like literally, mm. you're being called to take up arms and fight for him. Mm. And and yet, I just we go through the motions of singing this little song, and we get tired. We find excuses to not turn up on a mm. Sunday to be around our brothers and sisters to celebrate and worship. Um, and I just think, how then? How then? Of course, then you're not passionate about sharing this in a week. You're not even passionate about Sunday when you're yeah. there with, with Christians. And I just think there's a there's a shift that needs to go on our head. And some of it, I wonder, is, you know, are we doing a bit of an Adam and are we hiding from mm. God? Is there sin in our lives that we don't want to deal with? Yeah. Mm. And and I'm not we're all this is I'm talking to myself here as well. Yeah, there is stuff I still battle with that. I'm constantly like, Lord, why is this still a battle? Mm. Like I've done so on this area for ages. I but the fact is, I go back to repentance. I don't mm. hide from Jesus. I go to Jesus, mm. um, put in front of him. There are people I'm accountable to. I keep things in the open, not in the dark. And mm. because I wanna, I wanna deal with sin in my life. I wanna mm. keep rooting it out, see where it, so I can keep being more useful for the kingdom of God. Mm. Um, so, because there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, but there is conviction. He will convict us, mm. and and at the end, we can go and hide from him. You can't hide from you, Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like Adam hid, and God's saying, yeah. "Where are you, Adam and Eva? They're hiding after that." And it's mm. and it's that shame and that guilt. Jesus set us free from shame and guilt, so don't hide in the dark. Mm. Bring it into the light. Um, let it be exposed. Let Jesus fill those voids of your life. Let there be passion that will up, and then and then with. 
being free of guilt and shame, be a warrior for him then. You mm. haven't got to battle through because there's something perfect in you. Mm. You haven't got to then start fighting this battle because you're now the perfect one. Finally, you've sorted everything out in your life. No, Jesus is the perfect one. He's sorted everything out in your life. He's made the way and you battle for him because of that, because mm. he's called you into his perfection, not your mm. own. And then he said, now walk in it and fight for me in it. You are part of my holy, perfect army. Um, and I have perfected you. Mm. So bring it into the light. Let him keep perfecting you and bring you more like him. And then go on the warpath. Mm. Don't be afraid. And as you go on that journey and as you start working out those spiritual muscles, you will grow in him. You mm. will grow in his word. You will see more fruit and you will see those around you that you love. And those that you don't even know come to know him or see big impacts in their life. It just will happen. It's, it's, mm. a, it's a hard road. Don't get me wrong. You'll, yeah. There'll be persecution. There'll be pushback. It will be costly, but it's worth it. Mm. Because ultimately, when you get to the end, what are we fighting for? Yeah. And what... Um... Yeah, it's good. And, um, and, and I think that's the thing. It's like the, the temptation... Yeah, I know you're back, buddy. The, I think the, the, the temptation sometimes when... when you know, I've preached or shared a message like that. It's like, come on, you got to, um, the temptation in my heart, I even felt it earlier on, is to be like, you know, and if you just try, that's okay. But but like that almost kind of like lowers the expectation. There is an inevitability that if day after day we're constantly fixing our eyes on Jesus, striving to kind of find where he is in the moment, there's an inevitability mm. that we will start having those moments where we see just the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit at work. So now why don't you... Um, Pray for us just for, for yeah. just some of the stuff that you've got and we'll um, and we'll take it for time there, buddy. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. Lord, I hope um I hope everything here has been helpful, Lord Jesus. Um you there is true that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. There really isn't, Lord. If we know you and we've chosen to follow you, Lord, then then you have dealt with our mess and our sin and our guilt and our shame, Lord, to do it. There mm -hmm. really is. We're we're not Jesus. living in that anymore. Um, and that's beautiful. And and that then enables us to serve you, Lord. Mm. It enables us to read the word with pure hearts, Lord, because we're in you. It enables us to learn and grow. We can come to you in prayer, not just apologizing for everything we've done, Lord Jesus, because we're not condemnation. We can we can worship you. We can celebrate with you, Lord. We can partner with you, Lord, and we can ask for things. And we don't just want to ask for things for ourselves, Lord. We want to ask for the tools to serve you, Lord, and to serve your kingdom, to see your kingdom grow, Lord Jesus. We want more people to know this truth. And so, Lord, help us. Lord, help us deal, help us bring everything into the light. Help us be unafraid of sin, Lord Jesus. Help us be so passionate for your name that we just want to bring things into the light so we can be more, walk more into your holiness, Lord Jesus. Um, and Lord, then help us grow in our passion and our desire and our hunger to be more like you, to pursue you, to follow you, Lord Jesus. Lord, will you let will you let our hearts be so full of full of joy and vigor and passion for your for your victory that you've poured over us, for your name, for all you've done. Let us be nothing that brings us more joy than you and what you've done and who we are in you, Lord. Um, and will you just make us as men and women just a powerful army for your name, Lord Jesus. Let us see many people added to your fold, to your number, Lord Jesus. What else are we living for? If not for that. Lord God, um, there's nothing else that will bring us that joy. There's nothing else that we won't take money with us to the grave. We won't take um, mm. our things, our toys, our how far we've got in a certain game, our kind of relationship. We won't take them to the grave of us, Lord Jesus, but we will take people that have been brought into your kingdom. 
Mm. Lord, you're, when your kingdom advances, people will come. We could die a poor man, but die very rich if there are many people that we know that have come to do it. And we've got this faith in you, Lord Jesus. So I pray, use us. Let us, let us get the right perspective um, and just ignite a real fire in our hearts, Lord, that will burn for you. Burn for mm. you genuinely, Lord Jesus. And let it be infectious, I pray. Come, Lord. Amen. Amen. Dan, for a man whose day job is putting out fires, you're pretty good at stoking <laughs> them as well, buddy. Um, so, Dan, thank you. I genuinely thank you for your time today. Um, oh, and, um, and thank you for joining us uh, on the road, whether you're watching or listening. And um, we'll see mm. you next time. God bless.